Welcome to the podcast, season seven, episode 11. And in the wake of Kim Kardashian's crazy uh, diet to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress at the Met Gala, we thought this would be a great episode to go a little bit deeper into social media, body image, mental health, fitness, and nutrition. And yeah, we, we were having a even a chat before this how yeah a lot of prominent yeah social media people we follow have just yeah their mental health has really suffered and I mean we've said it before like I'm just so glad that when I was growing up there was nothing <laughs> like this there was no Instagram no Facebook nothing it's great um be the outside playing yeah because this <laughs> it, it just the instant access to I mean, it's always a double-edged sword, isn't it? Like, I still think, you know, you can learn so much from social media. I found awesome people, connected with people from everywhere, learned so much. But then again, you have so much information at your fingertips and so much of it is just awful. Mm. Um, That, yeah, you've got to... I think you have to navigate it wisely and... Just, you know, a lot of a lot of my clients, I tell them, like, just get rid of the accounts that don't make you feel good. That's number one. I did that. And it just I only follow accounts that, you know, are lighthearted, entertaining or educational. Anyone else? No, because it just you will always fall into that comparison game. I do that because I follow a lot of. I follow a lot of coaches and you can look at them and be like, oh, they're doing so well and they're doing this, X, Y, Z, they've bought a house, they've done this. And it's, you know, you really have to pull yourself back from that. And, you know, and I know I don't do that in terms of like what I look like or how I eat, but I know that's what a lot of people do and just compare their sort of fitness journey with someone else. Um... But as we've said before, it the comparison game, it just never ends well for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was say, the problem is, it's like how people consume social media. You know, people follow people for inspiration, but I think you end up then looking at someone and purely just following up for their sort of look. Where... Yeah. You know, reality, you know, the firm versus reality. And we see all this, and it sometimes does drive me crazy, where you get the old, this is me, really, this is me, reality, and it's like, vastly <laughs> different. Um, you know, but the general thing is, like, you know, you know, comparisons are free from joy, but it's human nature. And that's why it's probably just best not to follow lots of people, and, you know, because, uh, yeah, we've all seen it, like, you know, people, I have clients who people are asking, uh, what's your diet, what's this, what's that, without actually, you know, knowing how long it takes, or, you know, when they're told, oh, you have to speak to my coach, because yeah. all this, to me, you know, they don't really want to, because they call me and I tell them, you know, how long things take and, you know, you know, cost and all, and then they go quiet because everyone wants that silver bullet. Suddenly, yeah, everyone thinks it just happens overnight. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like that on social media because people never post when they don't look in shape, and suddenly, you know, those are photos of them looking in shape. Yeah, people just take photos of when they're in shape and just keep using them. You know. Yes. Flashback, flashback Thursday or flashback Friday or you know way back Wednesday or whatever because people are just you know putting up their best photos and it's just creating this twisted perception of the of the world and you know I think people don't understand the reality you know you see people social media everyday life you know, don't see someone. Yeah, and we all know people who've done this, lean up against a Lamborghini and have a photo taken. But it's not an air car. Yeah. You know, you just make it look like it's an air car. 
Or we go, you know, we hire a car, you know, in Dubai, and we hire a Ferrari for the day, and they try to, like, you know, you just don't know, just because that's what's not possible. Seldom do people put their worst days, you know, when it's all going wrong, or, you know, we can't afford to pay a bill, yeah, you, know, you don't see that stuff, you know. You don't see when, you know, oh yeah, go, go pay, you know, go go pay school fees. And, you know, you empty your bank account, pay school fees. Yeah, you know, people don't talk about that, you know. And, yeah. you know what we talk about is, oh, I'm on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. You mean on holiday? It's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do work from the beach. So it's like, you know, that's true. It, yeah, it it really is. Um... And across all parts of life. Yeah, I think that's why I personally stopped following a lot of uh, bodybuilders and started like the competing pros and started following their coaches because I realized I was consuming, you know, like wondering why, why, why don't I look like that in the off season? And then there's that pressure to think about like, ah, PEDs would be so good, you know, like could just use them for a few years. And then you start going into a darker and darker place. And then when you go, yeah, but now like when you go listen to their coaches, you realize, okay, uh, doesn't make sense. I'm here. There are no like IFBB shows. So it's not like I'm, I'm you know, like risk to reward ratio is, is not like it's not worth it. So when you go to their coaches, you find out you're learning more. You understand how training works, how the drugs work, nutrition. But then when you're on the pros page, the bodybuilders, they're just showing you, you know, the good stuff, the the pump, the, the lean all year. And, and, and for me, that's one reason I just stopped following most pro bodybuilders. I follow the ones with uh, with good good information. And I've noticed like most uh, most UK ones and guys I met at the show, even the open guys, very open to sharing, and I like that. So I personally, I just stopped following bodybuilders because of that. Same way, I didn't like comparing myself, and then because I'd forget. Okay, they're on pets, but still, maybe I'm not working hard enough. Maybe my training is, you know. So I, for me, that was one pressure yeah, I didn't like. I'm, I'm in the same boat, man. I only try to follow people that give something back. Mm. There's no education to be had, or or even light-hearted stuff. You know, sometimes I just like yeah, I follow loads of joke pages, yeah, funny yeah. animal yeah. pages. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> but there's stuff, you know. And the problem is with a lot of pros, just photos of them in the gym or little videos of training. Mm. You know, I stopped sharing training clips because I don't want people to copy the training I'm doing. Not because it's like hey, don't copy me. More of a fact that, you know, everything's specific. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you know, see what I'm doing and try to emulate it. You know, it's... Yeah, you work back for different people, range of motion, injuries, lots mm-hmm. go into it. And then that's, you know, part of taking on a coach and discussing with them. Not just saying, hey, and I hate seeing it when people say, oh, try this workout, you know, save it, and then come back to it later because you don't know anything about the audience for watching. Yeah, you could be giving someone so it's gonna cause them an injury. You could be sharing with them. It's going to yeah, it could motivate them, it could yeah, get them they could also cause a lot of problems. When we don't succeed in doing that, say it could be a core body workout. When we don't succeed and demoralise because you know, they're trying to do what you do, but actually you've been training 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, where maybe just this is their first day. They can't work out why we can't do it, because yeah. you said copy it. Yeah. And, you know, and that's like for all coaches. Like, I don't think, you know, well, you know, there's a few things you can share, like stretches or mobility stuff, where everyone can do. But, again, you know, without knowing your audience, it becomes a tricky thing. And, then, yeah, I hate when I see, yeah, yeah, copy it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Let me know how you did. Save it and try yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, try to save and, and let, 
let me know how it went for you. It's like, oh yeah, I'm now in hospital because my leg, I've just torn a hamstring. You know, what do you, what do you want people to, you know, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, just, everyone needs to find what works there and safe and fits into their lifestyle. Yeah. Copying yeah. isn't the way to, to be specific. Yeah, we always talk about it. Specific for your goals, specific for the people, training and nutrition link to you. Yeah. And people forget that when they scroll on social media and then listen to the likes of Kim Kardashian saying, pretty much starve myself for three weeks, squeezed then, into the dress. Then don't get me wrong, she looks great in the dress. You know? I don't think she does as good as Marilyn did in the dress, but you know, that's the personal thing. Yeah. But she looks, you know, she looks great in the dress. But it's not a healthy way to fit into a dress. Just get a different dress. That was truly mind-boggling and it was yeah. just everything about it was so toxic mm-hmm. just yeah. putting out that message you know and and like she was so proud of herself but everyone around her just like such sycophants it was just and I remember so I was telling you on the other day that Beyonce did I don't know if you remember it, Andy. In Dreamgirls, she lost, I think, 10 kilos for it by doing a lemon water, maple syrup, and cayenne oh, yeah. juice. Yeah, cayenne. Yeah, I remember the cayenne fast. So that was, that was, I don't even think, in Instagram was not, I don't even think it was around. It was like from, you heard it from magazines or maybe TV. Yeah. And I remember back in the day, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that sounds amazing. I've got to try that. And it's so bad, but... But now with social media, like everyone can see it, like everyone. And I don't know how many followers she has, but the, the, the only good side of that was that she had a lot of backlash, which was good to see, like quite a few prominent mm. tabloids or whatever you want to call them, magazines were just like, this, this, is, this is not the way to go about it, which was good. But the, the worst thing was like, you know, all that was going on. And then there's the, you know, the abortion law that might get overturned. <laughs> and everyone's looking at King K and you're like, oh, wow, this is... Uh... But, oh, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. But, yeah, that's because... And it doesn't matter what the media says whether they say she's wrong. There's, she's got so many millions of followers. Oh, yeah. There's people copying it. And it worked. It, exactly, it worked. Not that yeah. problem. Yeah. Not like... five years ago everyone would be like oh hail kim k amazing but there's been so much good information and research and coaches spreading the message that 
I'm certain she didn't expect the kind of backlash she got because probably a lot of her supporters were like, nah, man, this... And usually before that, it was like, oh, yeah, she can do no wrong. You know, like there's that... She's used to that being praised and there's a high that comes with people always supporting everything you do. So I think the fact that there's more knowledge out there and there was backlash, it showed that there's... Progress. You know, there's there's been progress, yeah? But yeah. I, yeah. I still... I love that the story... Sorry, I was going to say, I love that the story is Gordon's post about it. See it? Yes. ESG, yeah. Mm. And she's saying, look, would you ask a doctor to build your house? Mm-hmm. You go up to the doctor and go, right, yeah, yes, my guy, build my house. Like, right? You wouldn't, or you... You wouldn't go an industry to do things. Yeah, Kim Kardashian is essentially a model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might go to her for legal advice, maybe, a push. <laughs> I don't know how good it be, but, yeah, you might. Yeah. But the fact that she's a model, you want to wear clothes and get you know, get your brand out there. Personally. Yeah. yeah. If you want training and nutrition advice, well, she, she doesn't know anything, so what's the point of asking her, you know? You're not going to ask her, again, you're not going to ask her to come build a house or say, oh, can you come to mine and knock up a wall for me? Because, <laughs> yeah, she went out there, you know? It's the same thing. You know, she's got a great house, she's got great walls. Doesn't mean she knows how to build a house. Yeah. Build. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's be interesting, like, to see if she does, you know, have a rebound. Um, she will. Oh, and because, but that will, I'm sure will be kept very hush hush, and she'll probably. I think, but she doesn't care. That's a point, though. Well, she that's doesn't true. Truly care. Yeah. She's done. She's she'll met do her goal. the same thing for another photo op. Yeah, she'll do something. Yeah, as long as she she looks good to do a photo. She doesn't massively care about. She just wears normal clothes. You know, she might be wearing you know leggings and a top or tracksuit or whatever hoodie. Who knows. Yeah, it's only those red carpet moments. Yeah. She, yeah, cares about because that's putting her brand out there. So she, yeah, she will rebound. There's been times when she's gone like, yeah, and yeah, fair play to her. She, she generally looks good. She came in the right places, and I always say, you know, due to the Kardashian family, more women have been hit with squat rack. Granted, they probably want to do a bit more other activities and just purely try to get massive glutes. But it has helped that side. This, no, it's gone back the other way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Making zero sense. And the, so. I mean, the also like the sad thing was like Marilyn Monroe's sort of t- touted to be a plus size woman. <laughs> and, and, and like, when I think of Kim K normally, I would think, you know, she's very curvy. Um, yeah. And now she had to lose seven pounds. I mean, sorry, seven kilos to fit into a so-called plus size uh, <laughs> dress, which is my People problem. don't realise, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know Kim Kardashian's dimensions. But, you know, Madeline's Monroe's shape changed a lot over the years as she aged and she changed different and different times she's different sizes. You know, I do think, you know, you look at Marilyn Monroe, she looked a lot healthier than Kim Kardashian did in her dress, so she's a lot, you know, but fuller and, you know, not so sort of, you know, nothing extreme is done. Um, yeah, I did it gone in the face, you know, she lost a lot of weight, but seven kilos is a lot, especially three weeks. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, so I mean, it's a lot anyway, let alone in three weeks. Yeah. But that's mainly, you know, it's mainly going to be water. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just pulling out, you know, water she probably had from eating crap. Yeah, yeah. She probably... She did her sauna. What happened is she's just dropped off. She was on a very long peak week. That's that's it. Yeah, and... Nothing special. I think, like like you said, Annie, like, it's, it's, it's... It'd be so great if people could see easily what those kinds of diets do to you, like, on the inside. You know, if, if you did your yeah. blood work, if you did, you know, you saw all those markers and what crash dieting does to you, you know, I think a lot of people would be way more hesitant um, because that is, I mean, just the dehydration and, you know, imbalance of your electrolytes there. I mean, she must have felt like crap for those three weeks. Like, 
physically and mentally. The day after I met Carla, after drinking alcohol, eating like, you know, whatever the canapes are in the different little spins. You know, you add all that, the next day she must have felt so horrible. You know, like a massive headache, her digestion would have been, Mm -hmm. you know, she must have been like living on the toilet. You know, it's like, it's a bit like it is like the onset prep, you know, and you go to a show, but after the show, you're not sensible about what you eat. You start smashing all the food. Oh, yeah. And then the next day, your digestion's broken, you feel like a bit like crap. And it's. Yeah, it's crazy because, well, luckily for, I guess, bodybuilders, some, not all, you sort of know you're going to do that, which I don't know if it's good or bad, but you you sort of know you're going to binge on whether it's sugar or salty stuff, whatever you crave. And like for me, I know it's sugary stuff. And then the next day you just, there's, it's like a crash because you, you're happy, you're binging the food, then... I remember not going to the loo the whole night <laughs> after the show. But the next day, man, it's, it's like after every meal, a few hours, it, 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 it just comes out. So, I don't know. Yeah, if it... yeah it's one of those things where, yeah, when I finish a show, first thing I yeah, do is I have electrolyte. Oh, yeah. Drink, yeah, a liter of fluids with electrolytes in it. It's all nice and balanced. First thing, before anything else. Get off stage, you know, no one competing, you know, have my electrolytes, stay away, sort of assault and hydration out. Alright? Also Oh, we made we, it we to were doing 21 so well. minutes. <laughs> we made it to 21 minutes. Let's wait for... Oh, Andy, Paula. We, we, we were, cut. We were saying we made it to 21 yeah. minutes So you've, you've just chugged your electrolytes. Yeah. Yeah, so you chug your electrolytes, and then, as I, but as I said to clients and friends, is, you know, you can keep water in pretty much to, you know, up to the afternoon of the day before, don't cut it. You know, so you shouldn't be dangerously yeah. dehydrated anyway. But, you know, afterwards, drink your electrolytes and you're, you're good to go. Because um, hydration is not something you should mess around with, because it has a massive effect. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you know, dehydrated going into, you know, cutting down fluids and stuff to squeeze into a dress. You know, that's bad for your heart. You know, mm-hmm. if you miss regulate your sodium and potassium as well. Yeah, but, you know, if you don't, if your sodium and potassium are out of sync, so, you know, but, you know, your sodium is one gram of salt per litre of fluid a day. So if you're drinking five litres of fluid, you show about five grams of sodium in your day, right? Um, But then you need potato level, so you probably need like at least a banana a day or a portion of potatoes a day to count out that. Yeah, uh, peak week with my guys, let's say, keep potatoes or a banana in. That's going to help stop, prevent uh, the water retention. Mm. You know, and then what happens post show when everyone's just eating whatever comes in? It's normally high sodium oh, yeah. Yeah. and lack of potassium, and then you know this is like what you know, and then all that water weight comes on almost immediately. So like the next day, Kim Kardashian probably had swollen ankles. The people were you know before mm-hmm. this, like yeah, she's been eating. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, so she has swollen ankles. Oh. Yeah, internet's terrible today, jeez. It's Saturday. Yeah. It's gone I mean, on holiday. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, also with doing crash diets like that, even if it is three weeks that can have a massive impact on your uh, menstrual cycle as well. Um, so she might find like her next cycle is is uh, delayed um, or it comes sooner. 
So a shortened luteal phase is a sign of stress. So that's ovulation till your period. Sorry, Andy, I was just filling in there whilst... Uh... No, 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 I can actually hear you the whole time. Oh, <laughs> okay. You're going to... You can hear me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so, so frustrating uh, for you. Yeah, no, yeah. Your life, your menstrual cycle is one thing. long enough to you know I always say don't sacrifice your health for a short-term goal because three weeks is enough to do a lot of damage you know you can downregulate your hormones thyroid is gonna be like I said I wish she could do her blood work sex hormones are probably freaking out yeah digestion that I mean and digestion is so important like because she probably she wasn't eating anything. I'm sure she wasn't even going to the loo yeah. uh, during those three weeks. Um, and it's, I think people uh, people forget, like, as a coach, when you get a client who's been doing such crazy stuff, the damage control that goes into it takes a long time oh, and can take a yes. long time. I mean, yeah. it could be. So for three yeah, weeks... Like for, that, for three weeks, you, yeah, you, like it's like... 12 weeks to sort it out yeah so you can imagine for, you know? yeah for people who've been doing such for years and years you it, it it takes time and i think sometimes when you tell people the reality that you know you've you've messed up a bit yeah we can correct it but it will take time there's also now again added stress like oh all i wanted was just to lose weight now i did this so it's it's uh it's knowledge that just needs to to be out there for people to understand that it all takes time it's not it's not three weeks and even with bodybuilders as much as it's extreme there's a reason why it's a minimum of 12 to 20 weeks it's ne you never hear you know unless someone's been in shape or which is also not healthy it's usually a minimum of 12 to 20 weeks and there's a reason for that because it's it's a slow and process. And like even beyond that, like even with bodybuilders, competitors, there's like 10 years of actually yes. adding yes. muscle. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's easy to lose body fat because the, true, true. the calorie output is just naturally higher. Metabolism's mm -hmm. way quicker because it carries so much muscle. Yeah. That's taken a minimum of like 10 years. I don't know many pros that have done it in less time. There are some, like, you know, some phenoms, but generally <laughs> speaking, yeah. a lot of the guys look at started in their teens yeah and then mid 20s I guess. Probably, like, late 20s yeah. Right. <laughs> true yeah. yeah but i i can tell you if i was in my 20s i wouldn't have cared about the aftermath it'd be like you know like oh, you yeah. said earlier Andy, it works <laughs> you have a beach holiday coming up you'll do it and it's just yeah. Even if you, and it's sad, like, even if you know what's going to happen, there's just this ingrained diet culture that, you know, you, you, you know, it's worth doing that to look a certain way for a certain for event. For summer. And that's, <laughs> that's, I guess, what has to change and that will take its time. Um, yeah, but like, it's just. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the education. <laughs> you don't need to do that. All you need is just give yourself more time. Yeah, like... That's it. Basically, that's it. More time. Yeah. It's, uh, I was just thinking a funny story. In, I think, well, mid-20s maybe. I don't know if it was Trojan days. <laughs> I remember all you used to see was shredded for the summer. Do your 12-week summer shred. And I think there's a point... Uh, I was training with Tagana, a friend of mine. And I think we did a shredding for the summer kind of plan. And we were like, we, we don't even have summer in Kenya. What, what, is, like that pressure. Yeah, it's, it was just pressure. And we're like, yeah, we, can sh we were shredding with, um, who was it? I think uh, Jim Stopani was doing a 12-week yeah, for the summer. And we're like, let's get shredded for the summer. Then midway, Which you know, is you our winter. And like, we don't even have summer, but it's just... There's pressure, there's a community, and you're like, yeah. Wait. That's what everyone does. Like, yeah. even now, in fact, I was just thinking, that's a good reel. Um, everyone is, you know,
know, in the north, sorry, yeah, in the northern hemisphere is, is is shredding now for summer. And I have some clients who I train overseas, and they are not doing that. They they're in fact with reverse dieting at maintenance, and they're like, it's so hard because everywhere on social media. And all the big influencers, that's what they're doing. Even the Dana Lynn Baileys are doing that. And you're like... It's it's like a thing. Years and years of that. Advertised. The thing is, it's everything. It's like advertising for bikinis or billboards Mm -hmm. or... Yeah. Yeah. Skimpy shorts. I mean, that's when the Kim K diet starts to look pretty good. And you're like, wow, well, I've only got... Yeah, you have your friends planning is three weeks to the... We're going to the beach party and you're like, hmm, I heard Kim Kardashian did well, this. Well, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Kim Kardashian's in the dress. You can't actually see her body. Yeah. Right, as in... Oh. But not look any better. She probably looked, you know, could even look worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was smart, yeah, because you just get rid of the water and try to get a shape because she's not going to remove any any clothes during the what was it met gala whatever it was yeah yeah no i mean it's again that's why sorry andy mm. <laughs> you think you're back um Bado. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's why taking your time and like we've said on here before it's it's not just weight loss because weight loss means muscle as well you want to retain as much muscle tissue for shape to get the what every woman wants which is to look toned but you need to keep your muscle for that like muscle is a metabolically expensive tissue so in fact i mean she would probably and i think some people would lose more muscle than even fat doing that um because for women in particular like due to due to our hormones we for lack of better words you have what's called stubborn fat especially in your lower body um so i would say like if you're doing a crash diet like that you you probably lose quite a bit of muscle and maybe not even that that stubborn fat would be the last thing to go because it needs time um and again you know it there is no starvation mode but there is a starvation response and your body is going to down regulate its metabolism to try and stop you losing weight but that doesn't i mean like body fat but that doesn't mean muscle muscles like get rid of that stuff it's expensive so just another reason not to do crash diets this is why i have conversations with cars about not eating enough protein or missing meals when we go but aren't we just trying to lose weight well yeah do you want to be skinny fat? Mm-hmm. So say to them, like, you know, if you lose all your muscle, imagine if you've got no muscle, what your body would look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd be lighter, but you're going to be a lot softer and not the look you actually want. You know, you want to look a certain way. Yeah, a certain shape for sure. Yeah, your metabolism then suffers because you're not burning as many calories. And it's down the spiral. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I guarantee, you know, you... Compared and after photos, you compare the before and after photos. Again, she probably, you know, before three weeks, she would definitely look better than now. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's sadly not, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Feel better too. Yeah, I don't follow her, but I'm sure there will be (laughs) the sort of vultures out there who will. You, yeah, in those kind of trashy magazines, what she looks like now, kind of thing. But oh yeah, they have to. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, gosh, it's uh, American the media. They always... have to. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're waiting for her to slip, and then it, it's always a story. So it's it's just. It... But I find <laughs> another area where, like, my clients struggle a lot, and that's the pre and postnatal women I coach huge time so uh i've got quite a few who are pregnant at the moment and like again i told them i'm like unfollow unfollow anyone on instagram who is making you feel bad because everyone's pregnancy is so different and some women can be who can continue training because one client was like i was planning for a fit pregnancy 
and you know had because we'd been training before and she was like I really want to you know carry on throughout and like her first trimester was just awful like she couldn't mm. keep anything down like no energy the morning sickness and she just said like her mental health suffered so so much because she was following you know influencers on Instagram who who either were pregnant or had been pregnant and had that fit pregnancy and you know it takes it takes time to to change that mindset like you've got to accept like I I, I know if, if I ever have a kid I'll be like oh I or if I'm pregnant, I'd be like, I really want to have a fit pregnancy. But I think even now, it's good for me to be like, okay, well, that might not happen. And you've got to be okay with that. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 carry, I'll carry on then. Um, and I think it's the same postpartum too. The pressure to... to bounce back I hate I I truly hate that term I truly hate it and you know so much will depend on you know how you ate and trained before what your pregnancy was like what your birth was like and just to take that pressure off going back to your pre-baby body I mean that's not even a thing you're never gonna be the same and that's okay like you grew a human you birthed a human and just to take to take off that pressure because i mean i was i was um i was looking at uh giselle the supermodel the other day and i think she's had three kids i mean you you would not know that um but again like you just can't compare you just cannot compare yourself to to anyone else and you know with with all the fitfluencers like some of them like their pregnancy was just a breeze and like maybe they didn't have any issues and they didn't put on too much weight and like see it just it just looks like they pop the baby out and they're back in the gym the next day but you know that's a that is a minority that's a tiny percentage of the population where that happens most women like whether you had a vaginal birth or a c-section it can take so much time and just to take that pressure off trying to look how you used to look, you know, it's it's so important for your mental health. Yeah. Yeah, see, every pregnancy is different. And that when, like, Kaya's mom, you know, got to the six-month stage, she was wheelchair-bound for the mm-hmm. rest of the pregnancy because of our um, pubic bones separating. Mm-hmm. So she was... So she was on a leg press, she found pain in her pubic bone, mm. went to the doctors, and slowly got worse, to the point where she couldn't get out of bed, and then like she had to be held out of bed. She was literally in the wheelchair for, from, from just at the end of six months onwards. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't, and it almost, it, it turned quite quickly on Ted after pregnancy, but that's the point, like, she wasn't wanting this active training, mm-hmm. pregnancy, yeah. you know, she's a personal trainer, blah, blah, blah. You know, she wanted to be active all the way through. And she couldn't. And then on the back side of that, she got, you know, like, you know, breastfeeding great, you know, got that done. You know, that helps with weight. But she was not, I don't think she was in a rush for it. It was more about, you know, taking her time because, you know, she's suffering from a bad back after birth as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into producing a baby. You know, mm. you know no woman should feel pressure to get back in the gym. You know, you've got some precious time there with a baby. <laughs> you know, sometimes being active is good because it, you know, it gives you a break. But some people have a baby and not to go, oh, you know, I've got to go to the gym. Yeah. And also, consumption of breastfeeding, for instance, is really high. So you're giving yourself this major diet if you're breastfeeding. Because the calorie outputs fine, so you know, and you, you know, you want to be able to give the best nutrition. So no one should feel rushed to, you know, every, you know, same with everything in life. Everyone's journey is their own journey. Yeah. Don't put yourself a timeline on what you're doing. Best time, you know, do what feels good to you. Yeah, you know, as easy as said done. But do yeah. what feels good. If you want to spend time at home with your baby, spend time at home with your baby. You know, if you do want that break at the gym, 
you know, from the mental health, go to the gym, that's great too, you know? But, you know, let it be your choice, not that you feel pressured by social media because some woman's got abs six weeks after giving birth because, you know, she's back in the gym. Yeah, that's her, yeah, good for her, yeah. well done. <laughs> But it's not the same for everyone. Yeah. It's it's not. So Leona and I were discussing the other day that the, the the coach we all know who gives out terrible meal plans, she who will not be named, um, she was coaching uh, one of my clients who then came to me um, who just had a baby and she was put on the exact same meal plan as everyone else and she was breastfeeding, she was which was like under a thousand calories. She was put on the same training program which had burpees. I was like, oh my goodness. And so you've you've got to know that so when when you're breastfeeding your body you're not your 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 breast milk unless you're in a serious calorie deficit is not really gonna suffer because your body's gonna take whatever it needs from you to produce yeah. enough milk for the baby. For the baby yeah. So it's you, your health that is gonna really suffer, like because it takes minerals from your bones. You know, it will do whatever, it, your body will do whatever it takes for your baby's survival. So yeah, keep that in yeah. mind. And, you know, also like... Yeah, actually, it doesn't care. Your body doesn't care about you. No. Once you give birth as a woman, your body stops caring about you. And even during pregnancy, this is why, you know, osteoporosis in women and things like that, you know, is, you know, even hormones and childbirth and everything else. The body, the body doesn't care about, you know, you're a vessel. Your the priority, yeah, the priorities change. It's your baby, and I mean, also that's just going back to our saying, like women store uh, more body fat on their lower body, and that fat is mobilized during pregnancy. You know, we we are evolved to make babies, um, so like I'm not against women going into deficits whilst they're still breastfeeding, because women will breastfeed for different lengths, but that pressure as soon you know like. I would say like, you know, two, three months postpartum is too soon. Um, but that's where the pressure comes, I would say, like immediately. And too many women are hesitant to train during pregnancy, but they're too keen to get back like right away. Yeah. And it kind of needs to be the opposite. There needs to be, if they can, you know, m- more awareness and knowledge and training during pregnancy and then more grace and self-compassion After. afterwards. <laughs> And here's, a, here's another thing, it's a reality. And, you know, I've, I've met you know, many women like this, is it your body will not look the same after birth, not completely, no matter how hard you try. And that's okay. It's okay to have a slightly softer stomach or stretch marks. You know, the only person really judging it is yourself. Because you're using, looking at photos of social media. You know, you know I know, you know, maybe, Maybe, you know, women who've had kids and stuff over here, they always worry about it, you know. And you're like, it, it's, it wouldn't ever bother me. And, you know, and it's because they've got this unrealistic, you know, expectation of, sorry, because they've seen it on social media, it's, when we gave birth, have this perfect six-pack or whatever, you know. Yeah, but... The reality is, actually, you know, we've got now high-waisted... Gym shark yeah. leggings on, you know, which is coming with a lot of part of the stomach. That's all it is, you know. It's okay. You know, it's all normal. It's, it's actually more normal to have stretch marks, so that's slightly soft midsection, you know, a bit more skin, surplus skin. That's normal. Yeah. What you're seeing on social media is not the norm. That's the yeah. opposite of the norm. And, you know? exactly. so, and I was also yeah, yeah. telling Clear a lot of the women on social media use Photoshop because it's it's you can just see some of them and it's like that that's some seriously smooth skin doesn't doesn't look it just doesn't look real and i don't know when maybe magazines or but i i don't know when stretch marks and they they just became a big deal because every time in the gym you'd you'd have I remember getting the odd question where uh, will will weight training help me get rid of my stretch marks or do you know where I can buy certain oils for stretch marks and I remember that time there was it it's like um it's like now where 
I don't know what what's trending now, but at that time the stretch mark oil or <laughs> that, that bio was, oil. <laughs> oh, that bio oil is good. What? Oil is good. Yeah, you just yeah. yeah, olive oil. Yeah, but oh, that time there was competition. I don't. I remember bio oil was huge, and, and all women were like. Yeah, okay. I lift weights and I use bio oil this many times a day, and you're, I'm like, man, I need to research on how to get yeah. rid of stress. Yeah, you actually use it during pregnancy. That's what we then tell you. Yeah, <laughs> keep your skin supple. But, oh, but here's the thing: like, it's quite funny. Like stretch marks make me laugh because for a lot of men, training is a badge of honor. So all oh, oh, yeah. stretch marks because I'm getting bigger. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting. Yeah, and my really, lats. Yeah. And that's... Lats but arms, like I'm a stretch marks on my biceps. We've got stretch marks on my legs. And that's the thing I remember then also. Yeah, actually growing. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd, I'd get, get asked by the women clients, like, you, you, you have stretch marks? Like, doesn't bother you? And it's like you said, there's a different sort of mindset with men and women. And for men it's like yeah man like I, I'm, I'm getting bigger it's stretching out and then for women it's like yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, the pit of doom yeah yeah. It's, yeah so it's, it's well, and you can't you can't like you can't get rid of them like you can't you can like oils can help um yeah. but you just can't yeah. <laughs> so oh it's, man i remember what's that what's that i remember researching on that and going crazy like man are they, they you know, this client expects me to get rid of the stretch marks. <laughs> so it's it's after and you're like, yeah, there's there's really no... It's, well, the thing is, all you can do is, is grow something else so we just don't notice it. It's like it's <laughs> by the shoulders or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, there are some... There's some great accounts on IG, you know, that, you know, women showing their stretch marks you know and loose skin after pregnancy but it, it's just sad that they they are not the norm you i know, do find though as i said i've seen people doing it for cloud phone which annoys yes, me yes yeah it's like yeah. where we go it'd be like this this model who looks amazing go oh look i'm normal too i've got these stretch marks <laughs> yeah well, okay well done you're not you're still in the one percent you know, you've got one stretch mark or whatever a couple of stretch marks it's yeah. still in that tiny one percent. Now women think they've got to look like you with stretch marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not what's normal. There yeah. are a few really good accounts, but yeah, you know, it, it's true. There is some that like, you know, these, you know, these models or these fitness influencers. So yeah, no, I'm just like you. Look, oh, I'm a little bit better. Yeah, yeah or it's I've got, like, or I get bloated too, and there's just like you're like. It's like where? You, ju- you just didn't use exactly, and now everyone's like. I'm like, right. so yeah. I like that. usually yeah. like you just didn't use photoshop today stop trying to be normal yeah it's just yeah it's just trying there are some good ones and it's also we can just touch on it briefly like what i eat in a day videos the ones that start with the girls like holding their boobs up showing their like abs and yeah. it's like i I don't mind what I eat in the day videos, but it's like, don't start it with your body. That immediately sort of subconsciously is putting into someone's head, like, eat like me, me. you're going to look like me. And like, (laughs) I mean, even people ask me to post everything I eat and I've done it before, but I don't like doing it because I think, and I know like when I was younger, I would follow people. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to, and I'd make like notes of their macro breakdown. And I'd be like, I'm going to eat like them. And you know, even if you know you won't, you're like, I'm going to look like them. And people still do that. And like, yeah, just those why in the day videos really get my goat with the girls starting with their... their I love when people ask me, oh, yeah. what do you eat a day? I go, yeah, it's chicken, rice, vegetables, <laughs> like five times. Same as yesterday, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been told to do them and I'm... It's quite exciting. Yeah. It's like throwing a bowl of oats to protein powder. a lot of the how i eat in a day look they look too perfect you can just tell this, this is done for... mine's like the most 
boring day and I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, it's like, what do you eat a day? And I tell clients this all the time, it's like, so what do you eat? I go, this is how I structure my day. You 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 can do it like this if you don't mind having the same meal every day. Every meal. <laughs> and that's okay. If you if you're happy to do that within your macros. But you know, some people can't do that, you know. For instance, you know, my girlfriend Dash meal every every meal. She can't do that. She needs to have variation. So mm. if she's flawless, I'll make you know, multiple meals and then I'll just take one yeah. of each in the fridge. But it sort of becomes a lot harder. So I'll make, you know, two more meals to cook in one batch and dish up. I just rather have one big pot now, couple of scoops, scoop of rice, job done. Yeah, because because yeah. I think yeah, me and Clear really guys guys always wonder. Even clients, they're like, "You guys just don't." It's like yeah, we, it's like it's, we it's, enjoy it. It's, it's you not... enjoy it, but it's more the ease for consistency. I would say like. I do get bored sometimes of what yeah, we yeah. eat, but then you can just go out for a meal. Yeah, yeah, and then but, get back to it. But you come back, but it's just for, and like I've said, like, mind you, just for consistency, like bulk cooking, and just knowing, like, Absolutely. having yeah. two two meats or two two types of carbs that you're going to eat throughout the week. Your life is so much easier, and you can always, you know, spice it up with spices. Yeah, and, but no. Yeah, that's the thing. I always make my food tasty. I don't eat things I yeah. don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so at the moment I'm on chicken mince. It's in chicken because I fed up chewing big chunks of chicken. Yeah. At some point I'll go for a phase of for a couple of weeks of just eating like you know low fat beef or something. Yeah. You know mince. Um, but generally I'll eat the same food in blocks because yeah. it's Prob- just easy to prepare. Yeah. Problem is. Uh, still stuff like. Yeah. No, I was saying problem is with like clients and guys on IG. They always look at it like a diet. So tell I, I'm like, just because I eat the same options of, you know, my choice of carbs are this, protein, fats, doesn't mean I'm on a diet. It's just what I eat. Like, it's just because I eat the same thing or the same combination of foods, everyone immediately assumes, hey, are you prepping for a show? Are you on a diet? And I'm like, no, it's... Just how I eat every day. The same time, yeah. the same thing. The I, I eat the same uh, thing across the whole year. Yeah. Bulking or prepping. Same meal. And then, I literally just change the portion sizes. Yeah. And then just switch it like clear. Say like one day maybe you feel like, oh, okay, I, I, I could have something well, else. And I do have like on leg day Japan's. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's why I have like, on leg days. Only because like only in the off season when like, you know, a bit of a break from rice. Uh, a couple of chapatis, you know, I'd rather have six chapatis in a day or something. Yeah. On leg day. It's like the, the post yeah. I put where I like it was like it's we, we've sort of become an upside down world where just because you choose to eat healthy, everyone assumes you're dieting and you're the one looked at like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah. Whereas, you know, the let's call them calorie dense foods uh, or junk is. It's like it's become the normal, like, yeah, man, you know, you drink every day, you have this every day and junk food every day. It's like, it's, it's not a big deal, but you who eats healthier yeah, every day, it's like... And this is what annoys me about clients I work with more about my prep in their off-season. This is what I always say to them, it's better to work with me in your off-season as well, because what they will do is they won't track their off-season. So I've had a bit of this, a bit of that, like, well, how do you know? because yeah, the best way to do your off season is to eat all your on plan meals and if you still want to have an extra meal out like be it a pizza then yeah. do that yeah. knowing yeah. that you haven't hit all your protein targets yep <laughs> that's your foundation of meals that's a little bit on top but no you, know, you might increase body fat as a result but over time if you keep doing that but you know a couple of times a week is not a big deal yeah. yeah, just keep eating protein and keep training up. Yeah, because what happens now is most people come and it's like, yeah, I'm ready for prep. And then it's next day, all meals are different. Cardio is up an hour plus And it's like, no, that, just use off-season meals. Take it down a bit. You know, it's... It, well, well the thing, that's the easiest to carry on as well. Because you're just adjusting portion size. Yeah. And, and cutting out the pizzas. 
there's not a shot to citizen. It's not like, and this is the thing about keeping cardio in the off season. Yeah, you don't want a shot to assistant where something feels like it's really hard and you hit a wall early. Yeah. You, know, you want to be able just to ease into that sort of stuff. Let's say with like, you know, I hate the whole idea of putting you on a diet. No. The fact is reducing, you know, adjusting your macros for your goal or changing. But the easiest way to do that is to have this continuity. This is what you were eating last week. Like I said this to a client, I have a client that hates tracking. And they'll stay in a track for a day and stop. I said, look, okay, this is what we're going to do this week. We're not going to try tracking. Eat what sizes. Let's just reduce that portion size of touch and see where we are next week. Because at the moment he's getting really strong, but his, his weight stay mm. the same. Mm. Like his body fat level stay the same. I was like, well, let's just start then. Because obviously tracking's not working. Let's just reduce portion sizes yeah. and see where we are from there. You know, without, without changing food you are eating, let's just make it smaller. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so much of it is common sense, isn't it? But yeah. there's just... Yeah. It's again like boils back to if you are on social media, just be very conscientious of who you follow. Mm -hmm. It truly makes such a big difference to your mental health. Again, like there's so much information out there. Like if I was doing a video on paralysis by analysis, and it really is a thing. So I only take advice from like a few coaches that I I I really trust and that I follow. Because otherwise, yeah. you just you're getting so much conflicting information, and you just don't know what to do. So, you know, pick a few podcasts that you really like. Pick pick a few coaches that you really like. I mean, follow some fit influencers if you want to for entertainment. And I mean, it's sometimes you well, just yeah, there's, there's guys. So I like more comedian than he takes a mick out of all the fitness videos. And I love that. Isn't it? Yeah. So I follow him. Not because he gives any real fitness advice, he's very, you know, Matt Smith and, yeah. you know, all those guys, but Good a bit of funny video as well, yeah. Yeah. you know, informational, but at least why I want to be only influencers I follow, mm. I generally follow coaches that have a similar ethos to me, yeah. Yeah. even if there's a slight variation in maybe training type or whatever, but, you know, generally I follow guys that, I, you know, we're, we're on the same wavelength for yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. and it just that will make your life much better because in this in yeah truly in this day and age like you need to pick and choose your info there is so much amazing info out there so much free info on youtube podcasts on instagram but just be selective who you follow for your mental and physical health those would be my closing words gents yeah just um yeah, look, like Claire said, look for the good pages because we all know Instagram is like a business, it's media. It'll favor the, uh, I call it dumbed down uh, messages rather than the educational ones. So don't, if you find yourself scrolling too much, scroll and look for, you know, like if you like entertainment, look for, look for that, but good entertainment where it's not stressing you. If you want to look for good coaches, they're there. Just, just search. That's why the search is. Or there. ask us. We'll put you in the right way because yeah. it can be. You like well. What is? Who is a good coach? Yeah, I don't know. Just ask. We'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll. There's many links, and yeah, it's just don't consume anything and everything that comes across just because you know. Because Instagram will always give you. You will see if you if you've been looking at bikinis, you'll get all the bums on your page as a woman if you're shopping for that, but. You know, if you're a guy and you're looking at one bodybuilder next day, you're getting a page full of abs. And if it stresses you, stop, uh, stop following. Yeah. It's, it's just the album. And I'm, I'm in agreement with Leon there, and, and you, Claire, you know, be a bit more discerning about where you get your information from. Yeah. You know, you don't watch hundreds of news channels a day. You choose a news channel you get your news from, generally. People have their favorite news outlets. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you really trust the news. Social media and training advice is no different. Don't try and get it from everywhere. Don't flip through. Be discerning about where you choose to get your information. And, you know, 
it's important because and, and spend less time on social media. Yeah. If you don't need yeah. it for work purposes, reduce it. Reduce yeah. it. Too many people spend too long just idly scrolling and beating themselves up. You know. Mm-hmm. I know. Actually, like you know, my girlfriend, she's deleted Instagram. <laughs> she she has another type of social media feed where it only sends her certain stories. Mm. Uh, maybe politic, political stories yeah. for various platforms and it just goes into like her little feed of so she's selected it I can't remember what it's called mm. and it keeps it really super simple she doesn't get thrown up all these photos of advertising for you know, in, you know fitness influencers <laughs> women in bikinis you know uh, bikini competitors bikini it's all things like oh yeah look, you know, it's a happy it's a happy dog dog mm. smiling something <laughs> yeah uh, Season seven.